Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a very special Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Vayikra El Moshe, where Hashem calls Moshe Rabbeinu. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshas Vayikra. And that year, Shabbos Parshas Vayikra was on Gimel Nisan, the third day of the month of Nisan, in the year Tafshin Lamed Beis, exactly 49 years ago. And uh, in the year Tafshin Nun, which is 31 years ago, um, in honor of Beis Nisan, the anniversary of the passing of the Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbe certified and edited this Chassidic Discourse. So the Chassidic Discourse is based on the verse, the opening verse of this week's Torah portion, which is also the opening verse of the third of the five books of Moses. And the Torah begins as follows, Vayikra el Moshe, Hashem calls Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem love, and Hashem speaks to him from the tent of meeting and he says the laws about the sacrifices and it begins when a man from among you will bring a bring, come close to Hashem to bring a carbon so the Rebbe asks a question we know that any time Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu whether it was Daber, it was Sav, it was Oymer, Vayoymer, there was always a calling of warmth and of love. So if that's the case, that there was always a calling of warmth and love, it doesn't, and the Torah doesn't say Vayikra, so the question is, how come over here specifically in the opening of the third book, when it starts speaking about the sacrifice, does it say specifically Vayikra that he called him with an expression of love? He always called him with an expression of love. So why over here specifically is he pointing out, the Torah pointing out that he called him with an expression of love? The Rabbi says, seemingly you can say, on a simple reason, that... The reason why it says love when it comes to speaking about the, the, the laws about the sacrifices, because Hashem started to speak to him, from the tent of meeting where they discussed um, the, the Torah, etc. So therefore, since it was the opening of, of the uh, discussions in the Oyel Moyed, so therefore it started off to make a disclaimer and a statement by Yikra. And obviously we know that everything else afterwards, all the other learning began in the Oyel Moyed, began with the idea of a Yikra. So is fine, but if that's the case, the question is, why is it that the first teaching in the oil moyeg was specifically about the kabanot? Why is the first teaching about the sacrifices? Obviously, if it's the first teaching is about the sacrifices, so you must say that the revelation of the Torah, which is that's the whole idea of the oil moyeg, where Hashem met Moshe Rabbeinu to, to teach to teach and share the Torah is specifically mainly in reference to sacrifices. And Rebbe says that's why we find interesting and spot in many places in Kabbalah and Chesedut that the book of the third book we call Vayikra, but actually it has another name. It's called Sefer Kabbanot, the book of the sacrifices, is actually from one of the most powerful and one of the most precious of the five books of Moses. And also we know, for example, that the third book of the five books of Moses is the third book. And we know that Torah is actually, the, the, the idea of three is very, very powerful when it comes to Torah. Because, for example, we know in Torah, there's a, a Torah Nevi'im Ksuvim, there's Kainu Nevi'im Yisraelim. The idea of number three is very, very powerful. And this idea of number three is, we see it's more revealed, the power of three in a revealed way in the book, the third book, which is called the Book of Kabanot, or as we call it, the Book of Ayikra. And, um, and so that's why he starts with Ayikra to tell us that 
But Yikra, everything was, 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 was done with love. But the statement over here is because since it's the most powerful book, uh, the, the, and, and, and that's why it starts off with the idea of Vayikra, which is the idea of love. And, um, and from here we learn out all, all the other um, speaking and, and discussion and commandments, etc., that was done with love. Why? Because this power of Torah, where was it mainly revealed? It was mainly revealed when it came to the laws of Kabbalah. As you see, the laws of Kabbalah is the first thing that's discussed in the Oyal Moyed in the opening of the third book of the five books of Moses. So then the question is, obviously, so what's this power of Kabbalah? that it goes first, and from here we learn for everything else. The Rebbe explains this based on a Hasidic discourse from the Rebbe Rashab. As we mentioned before, um, the, on Beis Nisan, the second day of Nisan, is the Yom HaYilula, the yard site of the Rebbe Rashab. And he has a Hasidic discourse called Adam Kiyakriv, a person, a human, that will bring close a sacrifice. So the Rebbe Rashab asks a very simple question. What does the verse say, Adam a man, ki yakriv, that will bring close, will bring a sacrifice. So he says, why doesn't the verse say, ki sakrivu, when you will bring close, when you will bring a sacrifice. And you don't have to mention adam ki yakriv, just say ki sakrivu, when you're going to bring the sacrifice. So the Rebbe Rashab brings from the Zohar. And the Zohar says like this, um, and I'll say it in Aramaic, uh, Zohar language, zakayin inon Yisrael, the Kuchabrichu Karolain Adam, that the Jewish people are meritorious that Hashem calls us Adam. And as it says, Adam Kiyakriv, who's calling us, who gave us the name Adam? Hashem gave it. He didn't say Enoish, Gever, he could have called us anything. But Hashem gave us the name Adam. What does that mean? That Adam, this name that Hashem is giving you, giving us, Kiyakriv Mikem, that's going to come close to Hashem. So the Zoya says, why does he call him Adam? Because it says in the Torah, the Atem Hadvekim Ba'ashem Aleikeichem. You, which is a reference, who is us, the Jewish people, Adam, we cleave to Hashem. So based on this, what the Rebbe Rashab explains, so this is why it says Adam, again, the term Adam, it doesn't say Ki Sakrib, it says Adam Ki Yakrib, and it says specifically the idea of Adam, because this, that the Jewish people have the power to bring sacrifices, is because we are Adam, which means Atam Hadvekim, because we cleave to Hashem, therefore we have the power to bring the sacrifices. So that's what the Zohar says. And he continues on, the Rebbe Rashab, and he brings from, not only from, first he brought from the Zohar, he also brings a Medrash. The Medrash says like this, that the reason why Hashem commanded the Jewish people to bring sacrifices is because they cleave to me. And, and the Medrash brings a different verse. The Zohar brings the Atom Advekim Hashem Alekeichem, which we mentioned before. And the Medrash brings a different verse. What's the verse the Medrash brings? So it says, he brings a, a verse from Jeremiah that says, Ki Just like when you have a belt, which is connected to the loin of a human being. So, based, just like we find that a, a belt, it's, it cleaves. So the same thing also, the Jewish people cleave to Hashem. So he says like this, one second, it's interesting. The Zoya brings the verse, the Atom that you yourself are cleaving to Hashem. 
the Medrash brings the verse of an of a of an, a mashal, an analogy, just like a belt cleaves to the person. So he so he brings over there and he says that uh, the Rebbe Shab explains that the Medrash when it's referring to the cleaving that we have with Hashem, so he, so the measure is referring to the level of cleaving like a vessel, like a vessel that's cleaving. What? Why a vessel? Because a vessel, what's a vessel? A vessel is a something. It's a metzias, it's a something. And the oneness and the cleaving of a vessel to the item that's inside, even though the item that's inside is connected to it, but it's not one, it's not unified. It's a vessel and there's something inside. Just like the belt, which is connected to the person, that the belt has its own identity, and the belt is connected to the human being that, that, that's wearing it. So, you know, what Rebbe Rashab is saying is that the, when the Medrash is referring the cleaving, he's referring to a cleaving, which is a cleaving of a vessel. It's a, a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing, it's a metzias, that's connected to the item that's inside, but it has its own identity. On the other hand, the Zoyar is speaking about a much deeper connection, a much deeper oneness. What kind of oneness? It's talking about the connection of the of light, not where it's a vessel connected to the thing inside, but to, to the light itself. Why? Because when you have the unity, unity, and the oneness and the cleaving of light, that's 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 a oneness connection. That's a atzmi. It's a oneness connection because it's light itself. It's not a vessel to the light. It's the light itself, and therefore he brings the Zarya specifically brings the verse the atem had vacim b'ashem alakechem, which is literally cleaving. It's not two separate things connected. It's literally becoming one. So. Um, so you see from here clearly you have so far the rubber, the rubber, the rubber brings and the rubber Hashab that the cleaving the Adam the, the that we're considered Adam is because we cleave to Hashem and he brings two different insights well, of two different levels of cleaving the way the Zoyer sees it where it's like er, light where it's a real cleaving it's really one and the Madras is referring to what like a vessel where it's connected but it's not 100% one so based on this um, we explained that's why it says specifically in the beginning of the of the Torah portion Vayikra and the book of sacrifices. It says Adam Kiyakriv that a man that will come close, a human being that will come close, and why we called Adam because we cleave to Hashem. And what level of cleaving is it? So the Rebbe says it's the level of light, the deepest connection of cleaving. And uh, and the reason is because the fact that we have the power, where do we have the power to bring a sacrifice to Hashem? And the answer is because we cleave to Hashem, and we don't cleave to Hashem just on the level of the Medrash, but actually in the level of the Zoya where it speaks about we cleave to the Hashem in the level of light, and therefore because we cleave to the Hashem in the highest level, we're able to bring a sacrifice. Because if we would be a somebody, if we would have, we'd be egotistical, we wouldn't be able to cleave to Hashem, we wouldn't bring a sacrifice. So the power and the ability that we have in this whole book of Ayikra to be able to connect to Hashem, to sacrifice for Hashem, is because we are an Adam, that that's connected to Hashem on the level of Oyres and the level of light. Now, but obviously, so what? What is? But the Medrash says we're connecting on the level of vessels. So the Rebbe explains like this: that the Medrash is saying is that the sacrifice, the sacrifice itself, is not the human being. The Adam is connected on the level of Oyr, like the Zoyer says. But the sacrifice is connected on the level of a connection of a vessel. 
And why? Because what's the whole idea of, of sacrifices? So it's brought down in many places that the, that the purpose of the sacrifice is when you bring a sacrifice, that's how the world exists. Because if people wouldn't sacrifice, if we wouldn't sacrifice, the world would fall apart. The the art for the world to continue to to survive and to exist is when people sacrifice. And um, like he brings over here from the rubber brings from the uh, Talmud Yerushalmi that says on the verse Lintoya Shemayim Aliyusoyda Aretz to um, to um, plant the heaven and the foundation of the earth. It, how do we how do we make sure that the heaven stays and the earth stays? So he says it's through sacrifices. Why? Because when a person sacrifices, that's when you uphold the laws of heaven and earth. Because if people didn't sacrifice, things would all fall apart. It's all about sacrifice. Now, so the sacrifice is what keeps the world alive. But the power and the ability that the sacrifices have that they're able to keep the world alive, that comes from the Adam, from the human being who's the one that brings the sacrifice. So the sacrifice is the sacrifice. And that is on the level of a vessel. But the human being that brings the sacrifice um, is higher than the world. And that's why, like what the Zoyer says, why it says Adam Kiyakriv. It uses specifically the term Adam. Why? Because we know that humans have four names. Adam, Gever, Enoish, Enish. And Adam is the highest of, of, of those four. How do we know it's the highest of all those four? Because it says in the Torah clearly, Hashem says, I created the Adam. It doesn't say, it doesn't say in reference to Gever, Enoi, Shirish, but it says specifically to the highest level of Adam, we were created in the image of Hashem. Why? Because we have the power um, to establish the world and keep the world by the sacrifices that we're bringing. And so since, so since we have this power, so the Rebbe says, therefore, every single Adam has to have both components. What does that mean? Um, one is we have the component of the sacrifice, and which the sacrifice is on the level of the vessels. And then you have, and in that part, the sacrifice, so to speak, keeps the world alive. And we know the sacrifices are brought from, from all four, there's four different levels in, in creation of energy. You have doimim, inanimate, soimeach, things that grow, chai, things that are alive, and medaber, which is the human. So the sacrifice itself comes, we know, from doimim, inanimate things, soimeach, things that grow, and chai. Those are all three components that go into sacrifices. And but then you have the Adam, the Madaber, the one that completes it from the fourth level. From the fourth level, so the power that we have by bring, to bring a sacrifice to keep the world um, alive and the world going is that happens when when the Adam, the human being um, that's disconnected from the world, higher than the world, and does his spiritual work on the level of Eiros. So now there is clarifying as follows. The Zayir is referring to the Adam, the person that's connected to Hashem on the level of Eiris. The Medrash is referring to the sacrifice itself, which is obviously in a lower level, and that's the connection of the Kalim, of the vessels, and the Adam and, this, and, the, and the human and the sacrifice together completes it all, all completes, makes it a complete component where you're connecting to God at all levels of Doimim Simeach Chai Medaber. And the Rebbe says that's why it says Adam Kiyakriv, a man, Adam, a human being that brings close, specifically, we're saying specifically in the beginning of the book of sacrifices, 
Because the sacrifice itself we know is from where, why do you bring sacrifices? They're brought from animals. In Hebrew, an animal is called a behemoth. And not only do you sacrifice a physical behemoth, but it's also referring to the behemoth, the animal soul that we have. So there's the behemoth, the physical behemoth that we bring as a sacrifice, but then we also bring the animal soul from within us, which is called the nefesh of Bahamas. How do we how do we bring that sacrifice? So the Rebbe explains that happens through um, the we know that Hashem's name Yudke Vavke. There's different permutations. So one of them, one of the permutations equals numerically the number fifty-two, and in Hebrew it's called Ban. Bases two and Nun is fifty. So, th- so the way we we elevate the animal, the physical animal, and our animal soul is with the name Ban of the godly soul, because Ban, which is fifty-two is also the same numerical value as behemoth. Because behemoth is two, behemoth's base is two, hay is five, mem is 40, hay is five, so you have 52. So in other words, the behemoth is 52, the ban, which is the godly energy of the nefesh alokis, um, elevates the behemoth, the physical behemoth that you bring on the altar, and our own animal soul. And that's referring to the level of the soul, which is on the level of kalim. There's ban and the behemoth is the soul on the level of a vessel, a lower level. Now, how do we have the power to elevate that? So that comes from a higher place. That comes from the level. There's another permutation of God's name, which is um, which equals forty-five mem hey. and by working with the the mem hey, forty-five of the godly soul. Um, and we know that mem hey, mem is forty, hey is five, adam. The highest level, Aleph is one, Dalit is four, Mem is forty, which is also forty-five. So by using the Ma, the name Ma, the godly soul, we elevate the level of Adam, which is the same numerical value as Ma, which that is referring to the work, the working with our the light of our soul. And therefore, the Rebbe explains that's why the opening of the book of Leviticus, the opening of the, the book of sacrifices, starts off with Adam Kiyakriv. So in other words, on a spiritual level, what's happening is, on the Adam Kiyakriv, the Rebbe is explaining is as follows, that Adam is referring to Shema, the n- number 45, just like Adam is numerically 45. Behema is Shemban, and we elevate the Ban, we elevate the Behema, the external Behema and the internal Behema, through the avoid of Shema, and the Ma is a reference to the, the light, the more finer connection, and Ban is the reference to the Kalim, the more the, the more the, the more separate uh, connection. And ultimately, you want to elevate both. So we're elevating Ban. We elevate the the Behemoth through the avoid of Man through the through the lights. Now, so that's on a level of Behemoth and level of of Adam, etc. But now they're going to take it a step further and he's going to say as follows. Because what are we saying here? Ma is the avoid of the light. Ban is the avoid of the kalim. And the goal is to elevate the vessels. And then we elevate the vessels through the light. So it says that we find this same idea, this spiritual component, is in reference to learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Because learning Torah, we know Torah is Torah oir, Torah is light. And mitzvahs, is, is we do it with physical things. So it's also the idea of what? Of a vessel. So light and vessels, the same idea of Torah and mitzvahs. 
And based on this, Rebbe explains that the two levels of the cleaving of the Jewish people with Hashem, how does that happen? It happens, one, through learning Torah. That's called a light connection. You learn Torah, it's light. On the other hand, when you're doing mitzvahs, you're dealing with the vessels, you're doing with physical world. Physical world. And as by doing a mitzvah, it's cleaving to Hashem, like it looks like a vessel cleaves um, to, the, to the items that are inside. And learning Torah, it's like when light connects to light, it's totally one. So based on this, Robert connects this idea to what it says in Tikkuni Zoyer. Tikkuni Zoyer says as follows, that the three prayers that we pray every single day, Shachris, the morning, Mincha, the afternoon, and Arvis, and the evening. So it says in Tikkun Ezoyar that the three prayers that we do every day, Shachras, Mincha, Mairev, corresponds to the image of an Ari, Arye, a lion, a Shur, an ox, and a Nesher, an eagle. So the three prayers represent the three, the th- the three animals, Arye, Shur, and Nesher. And the Zoyar says the idea of Adam... Kiyakriv, what is that referring to? That is referring to learning Torah. So in other words, in the connection is that when sacrifices, we know that the prayers are, are take place in the sacrifices. The prayers that take place in the sacrifice, and the sacrifice elevate the ban, the animal, which is referring to the animal of the lion, um, the the uh, the the uh, axe, and the and and the, and the and the eagle. Um, on the other hand, the Adam is referring to the human being. And that's the level of what? Of learning Torah. And the and 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 the, the brings and the Rebbe continues in the Zoya. The Zoya says, that's why, you know, if you think about it, prayer is in place of the sacrifices. So if prayer is in this place of the sacrifice, so how come in the prayer services you have um, you you have sections from the Torah in there? And then on Monday and Thursday in Shabbat we take out the Torah, but even in the prayers there's pieces of the Torah. Why why do we have Torah in there? So the Rebbe explains very simple. Now we see why you have to learn Torah while you're praying. Because if you want these sacrifices to be complete, it's not just praying and talking about the sacrifices. You actually have to, you have to, ha- you have to have the Adam as well. And the Adam gets connected specifically through learning Torah. Zois Torah Adam. This is the Torah of the Adam. So the Behemah is more connected to the sacrifice. But when it comes, when it comes to Torah, that's more of a connection well, with the idea of Adam. And Rebbe explains that, um, what, what's the idea behind it? Because this, that, the prayers that we pray, we say it, it's in, in place of the sacrifices. So that's in place of the sacrifice itself, which means transforming the animal soul by bringing the behemoth, which basically by, by, by the regular prayers. But the idea of Adam Kiyakriv, the, the first component, the Adam that comes close to Hashem, that's specifically through learning Torah. So in other words, the ability that we have to bring sacrifices and to elevate our Nefesh Bahamas comes from Adam, which is the cleaving to Hashem on the level of light. And that happens through learning Torah. So you see, this they're both important. You need to have doing mitzvahs, because that elevates the physical world. And then you need to have the learning Torah, because that brings a light. And that creates a more finer and deeper connection. So based on this, Rebbe explains that's why the beginning of the first um, speaking of our, from Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu in the Oyel Moyed, 
which is all about learning, was specifically about the sacrifices. Why? Because the revelation of the Torah, the goal is not to stay on high, but the goal is it should be involved, it should be it, it should be permeating the sacrifices to elevate the Nefesh of Bahamas. In other words, because by bringing the sacrifices, we elevate the physical world. And the world exists based on the sacrifices. But what is the source and the power that we have to elevate the world through the sacrifice that comes through Torah? And that's why it says, Adam Kiyakriv. And what is it referring to? It's referring to the component of learning Torah. And Rebbe says we can connect this idea. We know that every single day there was different, a different, um, a different um, tribal leader brought different sacrifices. So who brought this? We're talking the month of Nisan. So who brought the who brought the sacrifice on the second day of the month of Nisan? So it says Hikriv Nisan El Ben Suar, and he was the Nasi, the president, the prince of the tribe of Yisachar. Now, why 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 did Yisachar? merit to be the second one why was he right away the second one and the answer is because we know that Yisachar were the ones that learned Torah and since they learned Torah so therefore they were second so the one reason is there's one reason why Yisachar was was second right after right after Yehuda is because they learned Torah that's one reason another reason is because they the Yisachar is the ones that gave the advice to all the princesses, all the Nasiim, that they should bring these sacrifices. So they were f- second. Number one is because they learned Torah. And number two is because they inspired everyone else to bring the sacrifices. Now, the Rebbe says that the truth is these two things are connected. Why? Because they learned Torah and we know the revelation of Torah. Where does Torah get revealed? Not on the cloud. It gets revealed in the kabbalot, in the sacrifices, in the world. So therefore, since they learned Torah, they knew that learning Torah has to anchor itself in the world, in the sacrifices. So therefore, he gave the advice that they should bring sacrifices. So now that we see the power of Torah, that power of Torah allows us to cleave to Hashem, so now the Rebbe is going to go into a more in-depth discussion about the whole idea of Torah. And he says like this. We have to understand. Torah, we know, is totally above the world. Torah is Hashem. And like the Rebbe brings from, the, the, like the author brings in Tanya, and Tanya, the author, the author explains as follows. We know that King David was punished. One of the reasons why he was punished is because he called the Torah Zmiris. It's songs. Now, what does it mean he called it songs? Because King David, he was praising the Torah, that he was saying that, you know, all the worlds, all the worlds that God created is hanging literally on one detail, minute detail of the Torah. So look how great Torah is. Literally one word, one letter, one note in the Torah, the whole world is affected by it. And he was punished. Why? Because the fact is, Let's even say it's true that the whole world is dependent on the Torah. But the truth is, Torah is much higher than that because it's connected with the infinite light of Hashem. And because it's connected to the infinite light of Hashem, the whole world is nothing. You're going to say the whole world is dependent on the Torah. Torah is much more powerful than that. And the level of Torah which is connected to the infinite Hashem, like how you, the world means nothing to it. So based on that, what are we saying? The Torah is very, very powerful. Torah is like, whoa, it's off the charts. 
The whole world doesn't even exist when you, and we, we know it, when you learn Torah, you're totally disconnected from the world. Like I'm sure you're learning Torah right now, you're totally disconnected from reality of the world. So if that's the case, the Torah is so strong and so powerful. So what are we saying? That the revelation of Torah is weird in a sacrifice, in an animal, and that transforms and keeps the world alive? Torah is much more powerful than that. So the Rebbe explains as follows, and he says like this, that there's two levels in Torah. There's two levels. In other words, Torah on its own right, sure, it's totally off the charts. It's much more powerful, much deeper than the world, and, and the world is nothing compared to Torah. That's, a, that's from one, one perspective. And that's the truth. On the other hand, what's the source of Torah? The source, we're going now even deeper. What's the source of Torah? The source of Torah is the way it's connected to the atmos, the essence of Hashem. That's the source of Torah. So again, it's, it's tricky. On one hand, we're saying is the Torah itself is off the charts, totally disconnected from the world and much greater, etc. But now we're going in a step further. What's the source of Torah? We're going even higher. The essence of Hashem. Now, the essence of Hashem is not limited and not uh, uh, described, and it's not contained in any, any, any type of, you can't describe it. It's the essence of Hashem. There's no limit to it. There's no description of it. There's nothing. It's the essence of Hashem. Up to the point that, it's, that you can't give it any definition, even to say that the world doesn't have any uh, any 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 connection to it that's already giving a description so we're going even deeper we're going to the essence of the the, the source of Torah, which is the essence of hashem and not only you can't say the world is nothing to it what world i mean we're talking the essence of hashem now so we're, now we're in the place of the source of Torah. source of Torah is in the essence of hashem now hashem the infinite essence of hashem decided and I'll say it in Hebrew or Aramaic. God, for some reason, we don't know why, we'll never know why, because we're, we're human beings, we're finite. But God had a desire. What was his desire? He wanted a dira bitachtoinim. This infinite God decided he wanted to create a place which is tachtoin, which God is not revealed, God is concealed, and over there God should be revealed. Why? Again, you can't ask a question and God had a desire. But what did God want? God wanted to have a satisfaction and pleasure when someone in this physical world where God is concealed and God is not revealed and nevertheless looks for God, connects to God and prays and studies Torah and does mitzvahs and works on themselves, transform themselves and even after they're, they're put down and pushed down, they get up and they still keep on connecting to God. God gets tremendous pleasure from it. Like explained at Lent and Tanya, the whole avoid of is when we do, when we practice restraint, we practice ishapcha, we transform ourselves. God for some reason gets tremendous pleasure from it. Why? You have to ask him. I don't know why. But that's the fact. Now, <clears throat> so the same thing also happens with Torah. That the physical world has some kind of 
so to speak, the physical world has some kind of a, um, a, a existence um, in reference to Torah. In other words, like this. God, the infinite God, to, to recap, to, let's explain again. God, the infinite God, this world is nothing. But God desired, he wanted a place, he wanted a dwelling place down here. Why? I don't know why. Now, the same thing is also with Torah. The Torah is in the essence of God, but for some reason, God wanted that the world should be able to connect to him through Torah. Just like the, this world doesn't make sense, and for some reason God chose it, so the same thing also God chose the Torah, which is in the source, is in the essence of God, God somehow decided that this world should have some kind of a connection to Hashem through Torah. Now, based on this, based on this, Rebbe explains as follows. So Rebbe says, now we understand why King David, he was praising God. What was he praising God? And praising specifically the Torah, saying the whole world hangs on one, you know, law in Torah, one word in Torah, one, 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 one note in the Torah. But Torah is much greater than it. Why is he doing that? Because, again, because Torah in its source, in its source when it's connected to the essence, Atmos of Hashem, and over there God decided he wanted to have a dwelling place down in this world. And how are we going to make a dwelling place down here? How are we going to do it? Through the Torah. How are we making a dwelling place down in this world? Through Torah. When we learn Torah, when we follow the life of Torah, then we are making the dwelling place down here. Who's, who decided that? God decided that. In other words, so, ba so based on that, King David says, look, the whole world is dependent on pendant on us learning Torah, connecting to the Torah, and doing what it says in the Torah. And that is the praise of the Torah. And King David's right. Look, the whole world God created, so he should have a place which is God is concealed. But on the other hand, we have the Torah. When we learn Torah, God becomes very happy. So look, look how powerful the Torah is. Torah is the key to connect us to God, to make to fulfill God's dream. Torah is awesome. So if that's the case, that's the logic. That's what Kabbalah explains what King David was saying, and it's a beautiful, and it's true what he's saying. And it was, it's only true in when you when you're referring to the source of the Torah, the way it's connected to the essence of God, and that essence God desired some reason down this world, and we learn Torah, we we're connecting to that. But so why was he punished? So he was punished. Very simple, because praising, what's praising? That's revelation. It's external stuff. And, but when you're praising Torah, you're referring to not the level the way it's in the source of God. You're talking about the, the Torah itself, the way it's revealed. But way, the way Torah is revealed, the world is nothing to, 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 to God. And so the reason why he's punished, because the level of Torah, the way it's revealed, what does the world have to do with, with Torah? Torah is like so much more powerful than it. So in the truth, in its source, it makes sense what King David was saying, but once you start praising it, now you're not referring to that part, because that part doesn't make sense. But you're talking about a part that makes sense, and then get and on that level, the Torah is totally much higher. So based on this, Trevor explains something very interesting, very powerful, what it says in the Tanya. In Tanya, it says something as follows. It says like this. <clears throat> Tanya says that after Hashem went ahead 
And you know, Hashem was infinite. Hashem is infinite. To create a finite world, what did Hashem have to do? He had to be mitzamsum. He had to create a, a tzimtzum. He had to create a contraction, a concealment. And what did he have to contract and conceal? His will, his wisdom. And that's how you're able to create a physical world. Because if God wouldn't contract and conceal himself, guess what? The world wouldn't be able to exist. So God con contracted, concealed himself, and then he was able to, to bring down um, this world and bring the Torah into the world and so on and so forth. And then it says in Tanya, and that's why Torah is compared to water. Altarus says Torah is compared to water. Why? Why is Torah compared to water? And he explains, because just like water, if you think about water, if you have it on a high place, what happens? Water somehow finds its way down. So water is, let's say, whatever level it's at, if it can go down, it will keep on going down wherever it can make its way down. So the same thing also, the Altarus says, that's the same thing with Torah. Torah was on high with the source of Hashem, and it went down... You know, a place with, with the, the will of Hashem, the intellect of Hashem, a place where you can't even comprehend any godliness, but it traveled down until it came down into this physical world and into materialism of this world. That's what it says in Tanya. So the, the Rebbe asks a very simple question. What is Dr. was saying? Torah was in the source with Hashem, the infinite Hashem, and it came down to this physical world. So what do you need the example of water? What is the water adding to you? What's so hard to understand? The, the Torah is with Hashem, the infinite Hashem, and it came down to this world. So you're telling me, just like water goes from high to low, what's the point of the mashal? Obviously, if you're bringing a mashal, there's something that we, you're trying to explain deeper than the surface. And Rebbe explains very, very simple. Because let's look at what happens when you have water on high. What happens to the water? Let's say it was in a high altitude, and it comes down to a lower place. Now, when the water started out, let's say, in a high place, and it comes down to a lower place, did it stay in the high place, or it, and it came down also, or once it came down, it stayed down? Obviously, the water that was on high came down lower. Is it on high? No, now it's down here. Now it's down here low. Now, the question is, why did it go from high to low? Why didn't it stay where it was? Why didn't the water stay where it was? And we know the nature of the water, it keeps on going down lower. Because the answer is, because when water is on high, that's not really its natural place. Water's natural place is to be lower. So the minute it has a way to go lower, it's going to go lower. So even when the water was on a high, it really was, that wasn't its, that wasn't its comfort zone. Its comfort zone is to be low, and that's where it wants to go, and that's where it goes. So the Rebbe says that's what the Altar is giving the example of water. Just like water, its real place is down here. And the Rebbe says the same thing also with, with Torah. And it was this that Torah was originally with the infinite Hashem and it came down to this world is because the, the place where Torah really is and really belongs and really feels comfortable and the true place of Torah is specifically down in this world. Powerful. And that's the analogy of the water. That the real place of Torah, again, it, even though it comes from the, the essence of Hashem and its Shairish and its source, but guess what? What is Torah going to do up there? It needs to be down here. Where we can learn 
and we can transform ourselves through learning Torah and connecting to Hashem and making the world So the sole purpose of the source of Torah is it really belongs down here. And Rebbe says he'd like to add also what it says in Tanya at the end of that chapter. So what does it say? It says like this. It, uh, it says in the Yemini to Chapkeni that the right hand hugs me and that's referring to what? Torah. Torah hugs us, which is on the level of chesed, kindness, and mayim water. So the Rebbe says, specifically, the Amini, the right, hugs me, which is referring to Torah, Torah hugs us, and he doesn't say just chesed, because chesed is seemingly kindness, but he says kindness and water. In other words, if you're trying to speak about the fact that Torah hugs you, which is an expression of love, you need to say the idea of chesed. What, what, is, what do you need water for? Because the answer is, because when chesed, think about when someone is a isha chesed, someone does kindness. So when a person does kindness with someone else, the person that's doing kindness is, so to speak, the kind person doing kindness with some, the other person. So does the person that's doing kindness disappear? No. It's always the person that did the kindness, the person received the kindness. It doesn't stop. <clears throat> And as when someone helps somebody, so there's a helper and there's a receiver, there's a giver and there's a taker. So if it only said chesed, what would that, re- what would that resemble? That Torah is on high, it's on low, and it's connect, and it's, it has a room for both places. But the reason why he adds the word water is to show you that when it comes down, it stays down. And that's why he adds chesed and mayim. Because Torah came down as an, not only the level of chesed where it, it was there, and it's down here, and, it, and it's in both places. But to bring out when it leaves on high and it comes down here is because the main purpose of Torah is to come down into this world, to affect and change this world. And like the Rebbe says, we find that many places it explains that we say that Torah is all over the place. Right? Torah is on high, Torah is on low. So when, when Torah says, when we say that Torah is all over, it's high and low, that's referring to the Giluyim, the revelation of Torah. In other words, there's the, the way Torah is revealed, so it's on high and on low. But when you're talking about the way Torah is in so, its source, that Torah is specifically given to come down to this world. And based on this, Torah explains what it says, Zois HaTorah, this is the Torah, Adam. In other words, that Torah is compared to Adam. Torah is compared to mankind. Why? Because we, you know, just like we explained before that Torah is on high, but it comes down here. Adam has the same two components. Why? Because on one hand we know, why is Adam called Adam? Because Adam comes from the word of Adam. He's compared to what? To our very high, on a high level. And uh, that's on one hand. So one hand, why are we called Adam? Because we're compared, Adam al-Alyan, we're compared on high. On the other hand, why are we called Adam? So we, the reason we called Adam is because we were nature, we were created from Adama from the earth. Powerful. The same Adam, Adam al-Alyan, we're compared, compared to on high. But on the other hand, we're, we're created from Adama from earth. And like the Medrash says, that Adam Arishan says that I'm, 
that it's, it's nice that I was called Adam because I was created from the Adama. Adam in terms of, of the low part. And uh, the Rebbe brings that it's brought down many places in Chassidus that um, why did Adam call his name of Adam from Adama from the earth? Which is referring to the Chaimer, the, the physical part of the person. The fact is, he also has a spiritual part to him. He has a soul. He has a nefesh. Why is he called Adam just from the physical part? Because, and the Rebbe explains, that's brought down many places in Chassidus. Because Adam Arisha, with his wisdom, he understood that his body was created from Adama, from the earth. Um, which is basically a daimim, the lowest level of energy. And not like the other uh, creations that the body was created actually from tzimeach, things that grow. Why? Because Adam realized the tremendous power and the tremendous superiority of the Adam, of the physical daimim, higher than the neshama. Why? Why is it higher? The Shama is higher. And the answer is, because we all know, we learned it many places in Chassidus, because kol ha-gavoyah, whatever is higher comes down lower. So Adam realized that even though it's Adam, Adama, even though it's doimim, but guess what? The source is very, very high. So Adam, you see again, has two components, Adama la'el yoin, and the other hand, made from Adama, from the lowest parts. And that's Pshat Zois HaToyra Adam. Because just like in Adam you have both components, the same thing in Torah you have both components. What does that mean? On one hand you have the component of Torah which is totally disconnected from the world, totally above the world, and totally where the whole world means nothing in reference to Torah. Just like the idea of Adam, Hashem, Adam, in the high component of Torah. But on the other hand we have the component of Torah that Torah came down specifically to this physical world. And yes, how did it come down to this world? Because its source is an atmos. But Lepoyla came down, in reality came down to this world. That's on the, on, on the same ter- term of Adam, where he was created from the earth. And the reason why other, um, Adam was so excited that he was created from the earth, because the Shirish is very, very high. Now, these two components of Torah, that on one hand, it's coming from the highest place. On the other hand, it's going down to the lowest place. And on the contrary, when the Torah comes down into this physical world, what gets revealed? The source of Torah, the way it's in Atmos, right? The essence of Hashem. So the Rebbe says, where does this actually play out? It plays out specifically in Halacha, halacha Jewish law. Jewish Torah, Jewish law. What, why is that? And the Rebbe explains very simple. Because what is Halacha? What is law? Law means that it's a psaktin, it's the ruling, in, in, not in abstract, it's not smoke in the sky meditation. Halacha means this is how we have to behave as a Jew. We have to get up in the morning, we wash, we wash uh, negel washer in the morning, we have to do our blessings, we have to do our prayers, this we could eat, this we can't eat, this, whatever the laws are, Jewish law. What does Jewish law deal with? It deals with the physical world. So in halacha of Torah, in the Jewish law of Torah, that shows the way Torah is anchored into the lowest part in the physical part of the world. On the other hand, the source of halacha, the source of halacha, is much higher than the other parts of Torah. So halacha of Torah has two components. On one hand, it's dealing with the physical world, but on the other hand, the source is with the essence of Hashem. And like the Rebbe, the Rebbe brings what it says in, uh, in, in, from the Rebbe Rashab in a famous discourse in the, in Tafre Shamach and he says like this. 
On one hand, we say, What does that mean? That everybody's right. You're right, you're right, he's right, she's right, everyone's right. Everyone's right. So that's not halacha. That means everyone, there's, it knows everyone, everyone's opinion makes sense. Everyone has an opinion. And they're both, and they're all correct on some level. But what does it say? What level of, what level do you reach when everyone's right? Only the level of Lakim. You don't go that high. But on the other hand, when it comes to halacha, we know it says, it comes from the shame Yudke Vavke. Like, for example, it says, Vahavaya Imoi, Yudke Vavke is with him. Shahalacha Kamoi say that Allah is like him. When it comes to halacha, you reach Yudke Vavke much higher. And when we say Yudke Vavke, we don't just mean Yudke Vavke. We mean Yudke Vavke the way it's connected to the essence of Hashem. Yechoilus Atmos, the ability of Atmos. And um, the Rebbe continues on to explain, he says like this that this that we say that the Torah is sourced very very high it comes down to this world and just like the water that comes from the high it comes down to this world and where does that play out practically it plays out in the halacha Jewish law because it tells us practically what to do so the Rebbe says it's also connected to what Chazal tell us that the words of Torah are compared to water why? because what happens when you have like water in a high place? It goes down to a low place. Water will go keep on going down. Higher to lower. What does that mean practically? In reference to Torah? That if you want to learn Torah, and you want Torah to become part of your life, and you want to be transformed with through Torah, it only happens when it has that water component that goes low. What does low mean? Low means humility. So if you want to really be connected to Torah and you want Torah to transform your life, humility is key. Because if you can learn Torah and you're going to be arrogant, it's not going to work. Just like water wants to come down. Torah will be the most... The, the, you'll be able to understand Torah. You'll be able to live a, a Torah life, a happy life, a, a, a meaningful life, only specifically with humility. And like the Rebbe Shab explains, actually also in the in the uh, in the famous discourse in the, in the year Tafrei Shamachvav, that in order, let's say you want to try and understand what is what does Hashem really want, what is the halacha, what does Hashem really want. The only way to be able to come because you have to learn this, you have to learn that, you have to comprehend, you have to think. The way to come to the truth of the Torah only through humility. When a person is humble, you'll get to see the truth, the Emes Hashem, what Hashem really wants. And like the uh, the Rebbe gives an example, we all know that in the Talmud there was two uh, uh, big schools of that always had opposing opinions. The school of Beis Shammai and the school of Beis Hillel. Now the fact is, most cases the halach is like Beis Hillel. Now why was the case like Beis Hillel? The Rebbe explains according to Chassidus, because we know that the house of Beis Hillel, the people from Beis Hillel, they were very very humble, and they were very very uh, tolerant of other people. And because they were so humble, they were able to reach the, con- the, conceal- the essence of God in the con- most concealed places. So when we act with humility, it allows us to connect to God on the most deepest and most powerful places. And we're able to know the halacha of the Torah. And we're, able to become, we're able to connect it to God on the deepest levels. So based on this, Rebbe says that you can say and explain that um, we learned, we, we mentioned before that what happened with the, um, on the second day of Nisan, who's the one that um, 
brought the sacrifices. It was the uh, Bnei Yisachar, the, from, from, from the tribe of Yisachar. And we know that the tribe of Yisachar, what do they do? They're the ones, A, that learn Torah, and also they're the ones that advise all the tribes to bring the sacrifice. <clears throat> so it was, A, they learned Torah, they knew Torah, and they not only knew Torah, but they... They, they advised the, the, all the other uh, tribes to bring the fa- sacrifices. Why? Because the reason why Yisachar came second, right after Yehuda, is because Yisachar, because they learned Torah and they learned it with Bittal, they learned it with humility. Just like we know that uh, um, when it came to Beisham and Beis Hillel, even though Beis Hillel, so to speak, was, was the, the correct one, but they always gave honor to Beishamai. They let Beishamai go first. Why? Because humility is key. And because they, they had humility, Beis Hillel, and Yisachar that learned Torah had humility, therefore they were able to come up to the correct um, insight and direct understanding of Torah. And um, the, the Rebbe says that there, not only is the Rosh but many, many Hasidic discourses, the Rebbe Marash, he explains the whole idea that through humility, you're able to get to the emes and the clarity of Torah. And based on this, the Rebbe explains that's why, because they learned Torah, and because they had the humility, that caused them um, to, to, to inspire everyone about the, about the sacrifices. Because the sac- what do the sacrifices do? The sacrifice, you mentioned before, already, it, it transforms and it keeps the world alive. And why? Because since they learned Torah, and they learned with humility, so they were able to reach the essence of Torah, the way it's connected to the infinite part of Hashem, and therefore they were able to feel and realize that the ultimate of learning Torah is to fulfill what the will and the and and the vision of of the of Hashem, which is to make a dir betachtoinim. You know, sacrifices is all about breaking dir betachtoinim. But how were they able to get to it? Because they had humility. And based on this, Rebbe explains what it says. Vayikra al Moshe. What does it say? Hashem called Moshe Rabbeinu. Vayidaber Hashem, and then Hashem spoke to him, and he told him, Adam kiyakriv. Adam, well, they'll, they will come close to Hashem and bring a sacrifice. And so, even though that any time there was Vayedaber, there was a Dibur, so Kriya was always first. What does Kriya mean? It's an expression of love. So not only was it first, technically it was before, the love came first before the Dibur, but actually it was in a very much, in a much higher level. It wasn't just that it came technically first, but it's actually it was, it was qualitatively first. Because Kriya, the expression of calling with love, is much higher than actually speaking. And that's why it says, Vayikra al Moshe. It doesn't say who called Moshe Rabbeinu. Vayidaber, it says, Vayidaber Hashem, Hashem called. Vayikra doesn't say who called. Why? Why doesn't it say who called? Because the calling of, of, the, of Vayikra comes from the essence of the infinite light of Hashem, which is much higher than Yudke Vavke. So Vayidaber, it says Yudke Vavke. But Vayikra, it's actually deeper. It's from the essence of Hashem. But nevertheless, even though that the Kriya was before the Dibur, because again, because it's much higher, it's coming from the essence of Hashem. Um, now, even though it's two different things, Kriya is an expression of love, and Dibur is telling you what to do. But nevertheless, even though it's technically separate, but there is a connection between calling and Dibur. What's the connection? 
And the Rebbe explains very simple. Because when it speaks about Dibur, Hashem is saying something, or an Amir, Hashem is uh, uh, instructing something, or Tzivoy, there's a commandment. So over there it always says, Yudkei Vavkei, it's coming from the level of Yudkei Vavkei. And like we find, in all, any time where it says Vayidaber, in the Torah it says Vayidaber Hashem, etc. Kri, on the other hand, is coming what? From Atzmas, from the essence of Hashem. So when we say Vayikra, Vayidaber, what does that mean? So the goal is that since Vayikra is from Atzmas, the goal is that Atzmas should be drawn down into the deeper of Torah. So Vayikra, they're saying, is it's much higher and much deeper. It comes from the Atzmas, the essence of Hashem. Vayidaber is Yudkei Vavkei. But why is it saying it first? Because the goal is to draw in Atzmas, the highest levels, into the deeper of Hashem. Which, in, generally, what's it referring to? To drawing in the Torah, the way it's in its source, the way it's connected in Atzmas. And the Rebbe says, um, it's, it's, it, he'd like to connect this to, to what we find that when it comes to Vayikra, so we know that if you give a look in the Chumash and Vayikra, so Vayikra is spelled Vav Yuv Kuf Reish Aleph. And the Aleph is a small Aleph. And um, we all know the famous story that when the Tzemach Tzedek asked, when he was three years old, he asked his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, how come it's a small Aleph? And the Alter Rebbe told him that the reason why it's a small Aleph is because the Aleph resembles what? Humility and um, humbleness of Moshe Rabbeinu. Which, what does that mean? And he explains. Moshe even though Moshe knew his qualities and he knew his gifts, but he realized he, it's not his. It's all a gift from Hashem. And on the contrary, the knowing of his qualities made him even more humble. And like the, the author goes into a, a tremendous detail of the story. But again, by Yikra is the small Aleph from the story you see that the Aleph resembles humility. They realize that even though we have tremendous qualities, but the qualities aren't ours. And therefore, we, therefore we're even more excited and more humble that Hashem gave us all these qualities. Now, the Rebbe now takes it a step further. So now, if the question is, beautiful lesson. That's why the Aleph is small. But why is it specifically in the word Vayikra? <clears throat> why are we learning specifically? Why is Vayikra specifically in the word Vayikra? And the Rebbe explains something very powerful. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was so, hum- so humble, so he was merited to the revelation of Vayikra. What is the revelation of Vayikra? Like we just explained, that is drawing down the Torah the way it's an Atmos, like on the level of Yisachar. In other words, because Moshe Rabbeinu had his humility, so he was able to draw down the Vayikra where Yikra resembles Atmos, and that's why it's specifically in the word Vayikra. And based on this, Rebbe explains, that's why Vayikra, which is referring to the source of Atmos, the way it comes down to this world, says specifically by sacrifices. Why? Because even though... by Anytime there was a Dibur, anytime there was an Amira, anytime there was a Tzivoy, there was Hashem called first. But this idea that Torah is sourced in the essence of Hashem, where is it specifically revealed? It's revealed specifically in sacrifices when it comes down to the lowest level to transform the world and to make the world a physical place for Hashem. That's why it says specifically by Ikra. Now the Rebbe says something very, very powerful. He says like this. It's known that every single Jewish person has a component of Moshe Rabbeinu within us. We all have Moshe within us. Not only Moshe, but also the humility of Moshe we all have. We all have the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, it's self-understood. 
So when Hashem says, Vayikrael Moshe, if we all have the component of Moshe within us, we all have the humility of Moshe, so the Vayikrael Moshe, when Hashem is calling Moshe, he's calling each and every one of us. And specifically, now that we're learning this, 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 this Torah portion, this verse. And when Hashem calls Vayikrael Moshe, this gives us, the power and the ability on doing the spiritual sacrifices, which means elevating our animal soul, elevating the physical world. And this is also a preparation um, for the uh, literal sacrifices which we're going to have Mitchum when Mashiach comes. And then we're going to do Vasham Nasalafanecha Kmitsasurnecha. We're going to do with the Bismigdash, the Mitzvah, like the way you want it, like the Ratzan Hashem, which will Mitchum happen in the base Hamigdash Ashlishi. In the third temple, Shibana, Bibemhera, Biyamenu, which will be built very soon, or Bakarab Mamash very, very soon and very, very quickly. So it's obviously a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse on many, many levels. But I think the one major, I mean, there's many major messages. One major message, message is that when we practice humility, we'll be able to reach the emes of Torah. We'll be able to reach Atzmus Erin Saif and be able to draw down literally from the highest places, from the essence of Hashem, the Torah that He gave us. So we'll be able to continue to transform and elevate the world and keep the world strong and God willing, um, uh, Hashem, before our next class, we'll all be together in Yerushalayim, Yerakoydesh, in the base Hamigdash. Have a great and blessed week.